0: to Oki Podcast. On today's episode, I have some amazing guests. I have the owner of Lone TV Productions and the owner of Damon's Dronography, What's up? Arthur Tockney and Damon yo, yo, Platt. Yo.
1: What is going on? Not much. It's good.
2: It's been slow lately. I've been working on so many other things. <laughs> like what? Oh, shoot, man. We uh, closed on a house. Uh, I don't know back i think on the 17th of this month and we did all the moving and everything else like right before christmas and that's what i've been working on this entire time not mention i got sick and since the season ended uh yeah since season ended we haven't i haven't you know not a whole lot going on i just gotta keep working on finding the post but man the sunrises and sunsets lately have just not been good I missed, like, one or two of them just because I was sick. But otherwise, that, it's just been nothing but, like, clear skies and whatnot. So, Mm. but, no, I've been just working at the house lately. Unfortunately, I need to get back out there and start filming again. Yeah.
1: Word. We went into basketball. So, that's what we've been working on and then some other things. But just um, staying steady. You know, I'm moving, too. We got – I'm going to go live at my mom's house. Um, <laughs> that sounds funny. am going to go live uh, where I grew up, um, hometown, the side of where I learned how to do uh, videography and all that type of stuff. So we're moving now. That I don't like moving. I hate moving. It is terrible. Wish I could just hire somebody. Oh, wait. Yeah, they have people to hire, but we, nobody's out there in Pawnee. You know and Robert ain't going to help. They're gonna help when we get the big stuff, but I mean, like, I wish you could just like Mayflower; those people just mm-hmm. come in, just pick up your stuff, just and dump it right there where it's supposed to be. Man, that'd be awesome. But no, we ain't got no room for no semi truck in there or anything like uh, yeah. that. Yeah, no,
2: I moved. I moved to a house that's about twice as big as what I have, and the fur sitting there going, well, "We ain't got enough furniture to fill this place." <laughs> So I have, all, like, all the living room stuff went upstairs with me in the in the theater room. And downstairs, we have, like, two chairs in this massive living room. And that's it. And the only other thing we got down there is a bunch of boxes that we haven't organized yet.
1: But I'm looking forward to having my own studio area. Heck my yeah. own office. Mm-hmm. Because right now, my studio slash office is combined with our bedroom slash study room for Stina. So it's going to be awesome. It's a big room, though. yeah it is a big room but still run out of space quick yeah so i'm gonna have my own area and i'm looking forward to that my own storage stuff everything so it's gonna be awesome When are you moving uh we're moving right now oh right now yeah we're trying to get um we're doing some remodeling uh try to you know get it up to up to snuff because things weren't right so doing some some adjustments some flooring some different flooring and everything Gotta gotta treat it. Gotta get it acoustically right. Gotta get oh, the yeah. lighting right. Gotta sure. do all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Sure. So, and plus, you know, the wife gotta be happy with all the colors. So,
2: colors those are always fun to pick out. Oh man, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we went with some uh, what do they call them? Neutral neutral tones, some mm-hmm. some grays and blues and stuff like that. So, cool cool tones, cool yeah. neutral tones. So
2: it'd be good. It'd be good. I told the wife, nice. you can do whatever you want downstairs, but upstairs, don't be messing with <laughs> No, I actually remembered a project I've been working on lately. Um, you know, you do so much stuff, you just skip your brain sometimes. But no, I, the cover of my uh, calendar that I got, mm-hmm. uh, that night shot of downtown Tulsa, my printer wants to put that on their wall. as 12 foot long and 8 foot tall. So I said, cool, let's give it a shot. So I sent them over the file And they went to print it out, and you could just see where my old camera just fell apart, like all in the dark spots, and the the shot just turned into noise. And I said, okay, let me go out and reshoot this. And then after a while, I actually have another client of mine that does, they want to do the exact same thing, same image, same wall, same size. I'm like, perfect. So I got two people that want this thing, shot it with the Mavic 3, which does amazing at night. And I'm doing a two-second exposure time for nine shots. And it's amazing to me how after I shoot all of this, and I've had it blown up and I've had a test print done on a panel of it, the noise, the thing picks up stars. Like, yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, I'm in downtown Tulsa picking up stars with a drone. Now, obviously, it's like a little few pixels like that. It's nothing defined, but it's still pretty neat. Mm-hmm. But... The weird thing about it is trying to get the resolution to go that high because each image is only 20 megapixels. So it's like 5,000 by 4,000 or whatever. And to go on a wall for 144 inches long, you know, that's not enough. So I'm in Lightroom. I I figured out I do my edits in Lightroom. I abandon HDR. That's a whole other problem. But in Lightroom, I ended up like enhancing the photo to double its resolution, and then I output it because I can't stitch it in Lightroom because it Lightroom will only output to, what, 160-some-odd megapixels or something like that, and i need something larger. So I have to export it as large as I possibly can out of Lightroom and then throw it into a different program and then just pray to God that the thing stitches.
1: I heard about this because I'm trying to figure out how to get the best settings for, for low light and stuff like that. People in photography, they do stacking. So you might have to do your image like 100 different times. They're, they're, they're seri- seriously saying when they do like the, um, <clears throat> what do they call them? Astro, astro yes. Uh, photographers? Yes. A- photographers? Yes, yeah. So the people who film the night sky, take pictures of the night sky, and they do nebulas and stuff like that. They have like special filters on all their Those cameras. guys are nuts. But they, they take like 500 photos just to produce one. And they stack them so they can get all the all the pixels right, all the everything yeah. done. I'm like, man,
2: yeah, that that kind of stuff is crazy. But the thing is with them is like their camera can stay in one position.
1: I was gonna say, I was like, I don't know how you're gonna do that with a drone, though. No,
2: you can't do that with a drone because I mean, yeah, it it's impressive that it can hold that spot for two seconds in and of itself just to get the shot, which I'm just again blown away with Mm -hmm. but to try to like repeat the thing no that ain't happening because if you don't get it in that first burst because the other problem with stacking photos or at least i'm probably need to learn this a little bit more because i tried doing an hdr shot that way but i had lights that were blinking on and off Mm -hmm. and changing and the and i got one building downtown that just rolls between green and red right now that was a pain because if you tried to stack that it would just have like this green and then it's kind of like a flame where you have a green inner portion and then the red outer it would look it looked messed up but on the hdr portion of it you'll have uh like headlights moving Mm -hmm. and then when it tries to stack that it'll delete the central information of that and make it like a black line And when it blows up to a wall size, you're like, well, there's an error, there's an error, Mm -hmm. there's an error. there. And So I just, I had to abandon the HDR altogether, but on the two second exposure, it came out, it worked. And so I got it to stitch and I have like one stitch error in this. I have one building that has like two stitch errors in it, but I'm like, I can't do nothing with it. it's like, I have to either reshoot it or whatever else, but it's one of those buildings over there that probably nobody even cares about. So I'm like, Thank God, you know, because everything else is like perfect. So run with that and we'll see what happens with it. I'm really curious because I want to see it on the wall and I'd really like to see if I can produce stuff like this more often for folks because that's what I've always wanted. That's what that's what's always bugged me is when people try to go print something large scale, it looks like crud just because of the fact that when the picture was taken, it was not with the intent to put it at that size. And that's what's always been my thing that I've always wanted to try to fix.
1: And that—that's—that's that's the what people pay for when they want that. They—they they want that any size, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but they don't understand what it takes to to actually deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about with 4K, right? They—they they were shooting with, oh, uh, they were shooting with sensors, but they were shooting in 1080. They were shooting in 2K, and we're blowing it up on 8K screens now. So. Mm -hmm. it just the 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 information is not there and you know your tv's just trying to fill in that
2: i mean they can up res fairly impressively these days but you can still see it fall apart at some Mm -hmm. points if you know what you're looking for i mean
1: you know what i was looking for last night at the game oh you won by the way boomer sooner they they i learned about this this uh stuff and i'm trying to make sure that it doesn't when you're when you're learning about this stuff right you want to be able to incorporate it in your in your work in your everyday work mm-hmm. and this term I learned is chromatic aberration is when your lens zooms in or zooms out or whatever and your information what you're talking about starts falling apart and you can see it on TVs. Um, on broadcast cameras because they have to compensate for something else. Like I was l- watching this video. Whenever you have something good, you're you're compensating in another area, and you can tell on the uh on the field lines, there was a red portion and a and like a blue portion on either side of the white line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish I didn't see that. I wish, I, but now now it's bugging me because now I'm gonna make sure that that's not happening in my in my productions and
2: everything. I was like, oh. That's crazy. The, and then you try to fix it; it costs so much money, you know. Yeah,
1: because you're, you're, again, you're in lenses because we're only so far advanced in technology, right? Optics is just it's it's a crazy, yeah, crazy research field. They're trying to do all these kinds of things, trying to bend light, they're trying to trying to play God, mm-hmm. sort sort of, and trying to get the best image. But you have to compensate in the different areas you can't have one the one perfect lens you have a good uh lens that mm-hmm. is good performs really good in low light but your image might be kind of soft your image might actually be a little bit lower resolution than what you would like you get a really sharp image you're not going to be able to have that low light capability you're not going to be able to see the dark dark darks in the evening time so it's just crazy I'm trying to apply that to our work to do what we need to do to film what we need to film and photography. So, uh, these are all like video cameras, right. Mm-hmm. And to have that in real time, trying to see that, um, that, that <laughs> like last night when that guy, uh, he, he, he psyched him out. What do they call that? He crossed them over right there. And that defender to be able to see that you have to have super speed. You have to have cameras that are filming at a high rate of information. And then again, that costs money that, you know, (laughs) that's that's a whole nother deal. Mm -hmm. Because then you're trying to take as much information as you can. And then your little camera, some, some cameras can't keep up. They overheat what we were talking about earlier. Um, You know, they just, the processing power isn't there yet for, for something like that. That's why they have the (laughs) big, they're like hundred pound cameras at the bowl games and the NFL and all that. Is that why they're so huge? Okay. They have a huge uh, computer that's processing all that image and, and they need fans constantly. That processor's is probably like that, but there's a huge fan pushing air across it so it doesn't overheat and then you're down a camera.
2: Wait, you're telling me a processor's Whoa. the size of a wallet? Yeah.
1: With all the information. So they have, so uh, their their video chip, their video processor, then it has all the memory chips, mm-hmm. then it has all the memory buffers.
2: And yeah, all that yeah, stuff. yeah,
1: yeah. It's trying to, Coolest stuff, to, and, and that heat sink is probably huge
2: too. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing to me, like the amount of technology we have to use just to like get what our eyes can do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like our eyes are still more capable than you know most just run of the mill cameras. Like in low light, it's amazing. I, it's 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 just shocking to me. The dynamic range, like you can look at a sunset. And then you're capable of seeing like the trees and the ground and everything else. It's in dark shadow, then you can look at the sky again. And it's amazing that, you know, cameras just can't do that. They have to take like five and six images. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I do ten different shots just to like overlay the differences between the two of them. And what's weird is like whenever I try to produce an image on that, it's like, how can you make the shadows still look dark but still be able to see it? But yet have the sunset dark enough to where you can actually see it. It's like that light balance, and it never looks right because art we can perceive it, but the cameras just can't hmm. reproduce yep. it. So even in movies, like I've seen yep. it in bio- videography, there where they like, you they have to expose for whatever's brightest in the scene because they yep. don't want anything overexposed.
1: <laughs> it's crazy because some of those sets will be, it'd be really bright it'd be huge it'd be man you can't even see what's going on here but that camera is just it it looks perfect but you're in there like man i have to have this this bright to be just and and to be able to capture all that what we were talking about all that information to be able to put it on that sensor and then be able to save it on a card or whatever and then being able to reproduce that send it out on a stream being able to print it all that type of stuff it just takes so much crazy power and just technology to get that, di- get that there when we could just look at it. <laughs> it's just crazy.
2: Sometimes you're just like, I don't even want to take a picture of this. We just need a person here to just well, and, look at it.
1: <laughs> and and honestly, that's how um, – so that's why I strive so hard, and I think you do too, to strive so hard to be able to do what we do, um, to be able to bring that experience there because we've seen the, what the pandemic has done right as has caused so much chaos in the world that people feel that disconnect feel feel left out and you want to be able to bring that to them and I think that's what the movie theater experience is all about is being able to bring home that action and that deal to make you feel like you're there like in game and you feel like you're in the war right Yeah, immersion mm-hmm. and and that you could take it even further with the like the 4D, like what do they call that? The the senses where they like throw the water on you and all yeah. that type of stuff to make you feel there. Um, but uh, that's why I, that's why I look and strive so much to see what I can do to be able to um, bring grandparents, bring you know relatives and everything to the football game for the for the kids, the the powwows for the relatives who can't be there. Is tried so hard to make sure that picture looks as good as it does, so they feel like they're there. That, that's what I, that's what I try to do anyways. Yeah. I and mean, it be live. That's the other thing is like, because it's one thing. Um, yeah. You're looking at a picture and everything, but being able to experience it at the same time that your relatives, that your friends are experiencing it, it, it,
2: it, it brings
1: br- you, yeah. It brings you in. It brings it crosses that gap and you have a connection with it maybe you might not have been there but it's it's best being there
2: right well you're you're being a part of it even though you're not there you're still a part because you can still engage in what's taking place or you still have memories about what's taking place there and you get to see your relatives and everything that's happening no yeah totally
1: it's not just video too sound sounds like on par with being there um because it's a, what we were talking about beforehand was that that experience is being able to listen to those bells you know, listen to that whistle listen to the the linemen when they hit their helmets and everything oh, like that. Yeah. it's 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 part of that whole deal of, of being there live.
2: When you get to set up a stereo hmm? stereo like when we're doing games and whatnot or powwows if you can actually have like stereo headphones like on microphones. That way, when you get it, send it to a TV. It's actual stereo there.
1: So, uh, yes, that's why I um, on your guys's. So when when we set up your guys's cameras, um, I haven't been turning the audio on onto the stream, but um, that's what I want to do. Uh, we have I have a I have a mixer that does basically all this. A single um, track it all out, and then being able to record it, and so later on I could do that. Okay, and then hopefully. Um, this next season I'm I'm testing it out During basketball Is being able to have A stereo set up To be able to Listen when The ball's traveling across You can actually tell From your right to your left When the ball's traveling Across the court It's gonna be awesome Whoa
2: Yeah So your stereo separation Is gonna be the court Is that right? Yes Okay hmm. I was wondering about that
1: Yeah you can't uh, I mean you can't Totally divide it You have to cross there, There's a whole It's crazy You know
2: <laughs> a little bit, a little
1: bit when you uh when you listen to tracks when when they do that uh that back and forth. Oh yeah, I like, love that. Yeah, it's that's uh it's hard to master and no. hard to get it right. Um back in the day they would only record mono, but then when they started setting stereo when they started setting the, the mics across they they would divide them left and right, and it didn't sound natural because it doesn't sound natural to us when we're, when a symbol's playing over here, we could still hear it right a little bit over here. So they'd have to learn how to balance across that. Yeah, yeah. About, what's it called panning? They learn how to pan that audio so it sounds more realistic. It sounds better. It actually sounds better when it's um, done like
2: that. Man, you get something well mastered and get some good headphones on. You're just sitting there going, man, that is awesome. That's yeah, so, I mean. I mean
1: incorporating that into the live stream too. That's because, because, uh, the, the program is the software that I use. It can output stereo, mm-hmm. um, at high quality too, like 44 K, something like that. Really? So that's yeah. remastered.
0: Like mm-hmm. whenever, re- when the album says remastered, that's what that is. Yeah. They're taking pretty it pretty much. Yeah. They're, uh, I mean, Cause so, I don't, I always see that, and I was like, "What? That's the same." Like, they, they but clean, I never like dove into
2: it. They clean it up. As, I yeah, I mean, it's basically the noise floor and all that other stuff. Yeah, that they get into it and they just clean it up. Clean it up. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, the thing is, is like, it's all down to. So many times I've seen with technology where there are things with technology that we don't even know that we perceive, but yet it still has an effect on us. Um, sound is one of those things that does that as well. Where you're like, man, what is, you can't, you can't tell it, but you know, there's something there and then they go clean it up and they come back and you're like, oh yeah. And you don't notice it per se, but sometimes it actually has a physicality effect on, on some folks. Uh, some people are rather sensitive to certain noises, uh, noise and whatever else like that. And they just start getting like a headache or something. Mm-hmm. Or if it sounds, uh, when they take it from analog to digital, if they do it incorrectly, that digital wavelength will actually screw with people. Um, I mean, sometimes I can hear that too. And, and when you switch the alt, if when you go back to analog and they sample it correctly, oh, yeah. then you okay? No. Okay.
1: It took too, it took too strong of a hit.
2: <laughs> but that's what I've discovered with these is like, when I put these headphones on, I've got a nice DAC amplifier and stuff back at my office where I work. And, I can tell when, I'm, when I plug into a really well-mastered audio, I'm like, this is great. And then I plug into it, the song might be great, but the master's awful, and I just won't listen to it. And that's it's a big thing. It is a big thing. I, 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 only, know, I only know as much to know until you go, oh, it's that big, because you don't realize how much actually goes into it. It's, it's crazy.
1: That is pretty crazy.
2: That's audio. I mean, I can keep talking audio. You guys life. are pretty knowledgeable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How'd you guys learn all this stuff? Like, uh, so uh, you got to what- jump in. <clears throat> you got to jump in head first, dive in, then the deep end. Um, and you're both self taught, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, he- I that's what. So there was a project in school when I, well, when I was younger. Um, it's a it's a video called Think Twice, and before then, leading up to then, uh, my dad had like one of them huge VCR recorders. <laughs> the,
2: the, yeah, no, know. I know what you want about. And I
1: don't know if he rented it or whatever, but it, it was sitting there, and you know, just had fun, just just videotaping, and then, um, uh, cameras. He had like the little Polaroid deal, and and just shooting stuff. So there came an opportunity to get some funding. My mom was the uh, substance abuse program coordinator and what she did was they got some funding to be able to do a outreach video. And the premise of it was to um deter underage drinking. Not really what the movie came about. It was like don't don't drink and don't drink and drive, but for underage drinking and uh, I jumped at it because it was, it was filming and it was behind the scenes and stuff. I really liked now the final product, because um, I, I did the all the editing and I did all the sound mastering. I did all that type of stuff. Um, but the final product was like maybe 10% of what I actually did. Uh, we had help and obviously you need help. You need a mentor and that um, I can't remember his name now. I, I looked it up. It's at the end. It's at the end credits. No, I, I I don't I can't remember. Anyways, we um got it all finished and we won an award. So I did the filming, uh I did I did a cameo. I did a little bit of acting and um got everything around, did the like the uh what do they call that? Uh casting and, and helped manage all the all the production and everything and then all the editing, all the background stuff. And all the so I put it on YouTube and you guys can watch it I'm watching uh, think twice <laughs> all the audio is like all <laughs> licensed from like you know before licensing was like <laughs> shared and everything like that so it got a bunch of hits anyway so it's out there and we got um,
2: so half of it's muted is what you're saying I
1: don't I don't think it's muted but it, it you can't run ads you can't do oh okay kind of, yeah oh, so, okay, you can, so you can listen, you can watch the whole thing but it's it, it came back with all these kind of hits I'm like oh, oh nice But anyways, so uh, we sent it off to the to the people. They aired it or whatever, and somebody picked it up and it's, they thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I mean, that's cool." And we, we were all psyched. So we got to actually go to attend a little mini awards show in Phoenix, and that was a whole whole big deal or whatever. So afterwards, um, you know, people asked, you know, can you do can you do this? Can you do that? So I film. That's that's actually how I got started filming sports. Was the Headhunters wanted me to film? their games and so i filmed from the sidelines i didn't have like camera crew or anything it was just me and filming from the stands filming from the sidelines and then um got a project from a coach they wanted their season uh their entire season done and they went all the way so there's a championship season out there that was that was done and um i did all that afterwards um I just dabbled in it here and there and whatnot. But when the pandemic came about, that's when it came up again because pastor was like, um, who knows about, who knows about live streaming?" And I was like, well, I mean, I, I do, i film myself gaming sometimes and put those up and stuff like that. It's all right, well, you do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just volunteered. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got it. So, uh, I was thinking about that on the way here and I was like, um, how many shows, how many, how many episodes or whatever. It's probably near 200 actual events, Sundays, Wednesdays, and then all the other stuff that I'm doing. I, I've done 200 of those type of events, videos or whatever. I'm like, what in the world? Because it adds up quick if you stay consistent. And, yeah, exactly. you, and that's what I'm saying. You got to just jump right in and, and learn, Um, you know, purchase that camera. got to learn about it. I read the owner's manual. I don't know why people don't read the yes. owner's manual. I read the owner's manual. I uh, go and look at stuff that, you know, maybe people didn't figure out, and you got to download firmware updates sometimes. You got to just know that camera and then just put it to use, put it to as, as much use as possible. Um, I use a lot of hybrid cameras, so they can take photography. One camera is actually probably meant for photography, the, the Lumix G9, but um i use it as a video camera and just use your equipment use what you got when we started live streaming for for church it was (laughs) it was an old mixer that just had it was a um a talk over mic like it's a it's for a dj like you have Mm. turntables or whatever and then a little mixer to go back and forth between the two tracks
2: dude you could mess with the pastoral. with that yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it was it it didn't have any it didn't have any mic inputs it just had a mic like a talk over and so, when you're the first couple of videos, you're doing that, and it was a phantom power or whatever, so um, I plug it in, I start talking, and I notice that the meters aren't going. I'm like, turn oh, turn on the power or whatever, but yeah, just gotta use the equipment and then you know obviously we upgrade and got the good stuff, but yeah. man, that was you just gotta jump head first, dive in the deep end,
2: yeah, I mean, I've always been technical uh, I've always been a bit of a nerd, so my family. There, you know, I grew up in the country, and so we, you know, worked on the houses, built our own house, and did land and all sorts of different stuff like that. But I'm the one over there kind of looking at soldering and wires for some reason. I don't know why. I was always tearing stuff apart as a kid. And, I mean, obviously, I never got any of it back together, right? <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I got married, because my hobby actually was I'd get in the car and just drive. I literally, I would drive hours on a Friday night and come back home at like 1 a.m., and after I got married, I mean, that, that really wasn't going to work because I need to stay home and hang you know, be with the family, be with the wife and whatever else. And a buddy of mine got me into flying. Well, he bought a plane and it was just a little bitty two channel plane that, that had an elevator and uh, rudder and he got it to fly. Well, I looked around and found this cheap, cheap, big drone. It's was about a four, four fifty millimeters cross and Everybody I looked up was like, dude, don't buy that as your first drone. Go buy some little cheap thing and go learn how to fly. I'm like, well, why would I do that when I could go buy this big thing and then learn how to fly this? And then I actually have something that I can do something with. So I bought the big one. And that was back in the day of like 2014, 2015, where you had to get in on the board. You had to put everything together, you know, screw it all together because it came in parts. It didn't come in. Yeah, you put the frame together. It wasn't that complicated, but you had to hook the board up to the computer and start messing around with it on there. Then try to figure out the firmware to make sure that the thing would auto level itself because there's no GPS, there's no nothing. So when you put it into the air, if you sneezed on it, that's the direction it was going to go. So if there was a breeze or anything, it was going to carry it off. I mean, that's just how it worked. Well, I had a GoPro. And ever since I got that thing in the air, I was always strapping some sort of camera to it. And, you know, you'd get interesting footage off of it. You wouldn't get anything useful. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's no different than whenever you have those new pilots that buy some cheap drone that's like $100. bucks. you are like, look at this. And it's just nothing but tilting footage that does all this number. It doesn't do anything. Well, I crashed that thing. I buried it in the side of a mountain. I was flying it over in Colorado one day and I was in between two peaks and it was on Mount Evan is what it was. And on the drive up, there's this valley in the section and I got up there and the problem was it was an X. So when you're about a hundred foot up, you can't tell which way is forward, back, left or right. you just have to memorize and look. Well, I had a breeze come by in between the valley and it just turned at 90 degrees I don't know which way it's facing. I can't tell which. So if I put left stick on it, is it where it's going to go? It could go anywhere. So the only thing I was was like, I got to get this thing out of the air. So I chop power and then dump it over to the right. And the whole thing just flips over and just buries itself into the ground. (laughs) Takes my $400 GoPro and throws it across the street. And I mean, I got drone parts scattered all the way. I still got the photo of the thing all busted apart in in the back of my car. Well, my wife was nice enough to let me go purchase a drone because I was thinking about building my own drone at that point. And Team Black Sheep back in the day had GPS because DJI has come out and the drone that I bought first was a knockoff of a DJI drone. Well, they had GPS back in the day that you could lock onto and all this other stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was going to cost me like fourteen to 1800 to build this drone. Like I am not spending that much when I can go buy like a Phantom two with no camera, no gimbal underneath it for 700 bucks. So I bought that, bought a gimbal and all up underneath the drone. Got a little transmission system off of that. And, um, you know, I'm not still taking anything that great of footage or anything like that. But as soon as I got the gimbal on the underneath side of this drone and the GoPro, I showed my pastor and they're like, dude, yeah, can you come with us and start filming with us? So I've done a few film shots with them with that old thing. And I kept that for, man, at least a couple of years until I lost it in a creek. Um, yeah, that was a fun story. Whoa. So uh, it floods out there by my old house that I used to live at. And my brother-in-law, he told me, because he's a film guy, he actually works for Hobby Lobby. He does the like little films and internal stuff for uh, them. And he goes, you need to fly low. Don't be flying high. Because if you fly so high, it's just there's nothing to look at. There's no foreground. It's just all background stuff. So it's great B-roll, but it doesn't provide any context for much of anything. So anything, anything that I flew, I'm flying so far off the ground, you know. And so it flooded again, and I've already gotten shots around 33rd West Avenue and Polcat Creek and Jim dirt. That's all flooded to kingdom come. That's all on, you know, YouTube. And I back up to 49th West Avenue. Well, obviously I know then it's like, okay, I got to check for power lines and everything else. And I do that. And I spot my power line. I'm like, Oh, cool. So I'll fly, you know, six foot off the water, go across the water, make sure I'm on the other side of the power line, then go up. Well, as I'm going up, I put my goggles on my face now, I got the drone for 700 I got the GoPro on it for 400 I got a gimbal for 300 and a transmission system for, like, another 100 on this thing. So, all I'm probably about $1,400 into it anyway. So, it lifts up, and then I hit a cable. Now, this cable used to support a pipe that went across the creek. So, it hit the cable and then just, boom, in the water. So, I'm thinking, well, that just happened. I'm like, okay. Now, if you back up for a second... I've always had people, because I always flew over water, and because if it fell in the water, I'm not going to hurt anybody, right? I'll just lose the drone, big whoop. Well, I had people always ask me, you know, well, what happens if it falls in the water? Thinking I'm going to jump in and go get the thing or something like that. I'm like, well, this is what I'm going to do, is I'm going to take my controller, and I had a lanyard and I'm going to unclip the controller, and then I'm going to take it and throw that thing in the water. Because it comes with a controller. so And the shock on their faces were, it was like, you're going to do what? I'm like, it's fine. It's not going to happen. Anyway, so as I'm walking back to the car, I see, I hear, first I hear the four propellers come out of the little creek. Like, hmm. it, it. oh, yeah. I look over, and I'm like, it's coming back. So I throttle that thing up as hard as I possibly
0: can. And we're back. Yay. Natty's back. No. You back? Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, the SD card got full, so this one has about 30 hours. So we can go, we're going for 30 hours.
2: All right. Wow. I'm going to need some Mountain Dew stat. I need nope, some coffee. Water. <laughs> coffee. I mean, no, you will kidding. definitely need some water. I mean, back in the day, I actually used to live like a block that way. And a friend of mine, we would go hang out at his house on New Year's Eve. And we would sit there and drink Mountain Dew all night long playing halo on projectors it was baller does
0: mountain dew really wake you up like it
2: uh it doesn't really wake me up but it won't let me sleep so there is that so i don't i don't really go up with it it doesn't like make me wake up but it will resist me going to sleep
0: because i've heard like it does that but i drink it and it doesn't do anything
2: yeah well i mean I'm
0: i'm probably just used to soda
2: there's certain sodas that i try not to drink before you know about after 6 p.m. cuz then I'll have a hard time trying to fall asleep. But I'm mm. also a night owl anyway, so I'll stay up to midnight even on a work day just watching a movie or whatever.
1: I'm addicted to caffeine. Straight addicted. I know. <laughs> I like <laughs> to the I like a cup of
2: coffee. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like the smell of coffee if that counts for anything. I'm addicted to caffeine.
0: No, I was going to ask you uh hopefully we got about your thing twice I think we did. I can't really. I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. But Arthur was talking about in case it's cut off. But if it didn't, screw it. This is my show. I can do whatever.
3: Yes. But
1: <laughs> was, was that in high school? Yeah. Think twice. <clears throat> Actually, would have been freshman. Whatever. Would, would I even have been in high school? Because we shot it and we did it all in the like springtime, and then we went to the award ceremony in the summer. So I don't know if I was in a freshman or if I was maybe it was eighth grade, um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. It was like '99 and 2000 or maybe 2001, somewhere around Whoa. there. Whoa,
2: dang!
1: Yeah, that was uh, it was fun. So the first time I ever got to fly on a plane, and. Uh, I think my buddy, it was he had flown on planes or whatever, but it was my first time seeing somebody somebody get air sickness as soon as we got off the plane to Dallas. We was going around to get our another plane. He was over there doing his business. I was like, What in the world's wrong with him? He's dad, motion sickness or something like that. And then we landed in Dallas or in Phoenix and did it again. I'm like, What in the world?
2: I guess it's He made it off the plane though. I
1: Wow. I don't know. And um <laughs> there's a crazy story about getting so, so we're outside seeing, right? Cause we only have this one awards, awards ceremony to go to. And we got out there the day before and we left the day afterwards. And, um, the day before we were seeing everything and we went to, cause they didn't really have like, they have, they have the, what's the BOK, the tower here mm-hmm. in Tulsa. Um, I mean, it's tall, but in Phoenix, there's taller buildings. Mm-hmm. And so we went to this one, one, it was the tallest building up there. Um, we They had observation decks. So we used to look it out and everything like that. And we was like, well, how do we get back down? What, what do we do to get back down? So it was like, we lost where the elevators were. And we came up on the service elevator and the service elevator it's made for like construction equipment, stuff like that. Heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Is it on <laughs> the outside of the building? <laughs> no, it's right. Re- well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where the shaft was or whatever. But like, we found it and this door. And I was like, is this an elevator? Is that an elevator? This door opened up like this. Yeah. And, and all the inside was that corrugated metal. Yeah. It was all shiny and everything. I was like, kind of got scared. Started running around. was trying to look at the other stuff. <laughs> I was like, where's the elevators at? It's like, as a. Horror movie type deal it was like, <laughs> Opened up it was just all glistening metal And everything uh, I think we're in the wrong spot Dang. So we got stuck up there For like 10 minutes Trying to find the elevator <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Then we went and ate pizza and It was just a bunch of us um, High school kids And then um, Mom and uh, Jimmy Justice that mm. Took us out there Chaperoning us So, so to, to clarify
0: order, That was uh, in So Arthur's from Pawnee. I don't think we ever said where you guys are actually from. We just started talking and then just kind of went off. But, yeah, you're from Pawnee, mm-hmm. and we grew up together, but you're a couple grades ahead of me. And, Damon, you are you said the country earlier, but you didn't really.
2: Man, okay, so my family. Hey, from the backwoods. Backwards. Backwoods? <laughs> We've moved 14 times before I was 12 years old. Damn. So I actually was born in Dallas, and we moved here in, like, 89 and I actually lived in Broken Arrow uh, for a good portion of, from like, 89 to 95. I lived right around here. Um cool. No, it was pretty cool. It was a nice place. I went to school right over here and whatever. And then we settled west of Sand Springs. Okay. And that's where I grew up the rest of my time. Was sandite. Like a couple of... Sandite. Man, I don't... Know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> on, I'm being recorded. So that's right.
0: Sandite over here. Yeah, Sandite. Sandite in the house. So Class of...
2: Uh, 03
0: 03 Sandite Yeah so When did you graduate? 04 04 04 Black Bear
2: Black Bear for life Black Bear sounds cooler BB No I gotta I gotta I left that high school As quickly as possible I went to Tech And that's where I That's where I hung my hat With making 3D stuff Over there at uh, Tech Learning how to do drafting
1: Isn't it like that? Like, I don't know how many How many guests you've, you've interviewed About high school stuff But the bigger schools They're like you see that kind of trend is like they don't really care about high school whereas the smaller schools we have a kind of a connection yeah a lasting connection a relationship almost with them it's like man i, I was just see I, that
2: i was not popular at all in school middle school or high school well, so i was like I'm, i gotta get out of here well that,
1: even my even my cousins i mean they, so they graduated they probably have some friends with you always have friends and always kind of relationships that last or whatever but they didn't have any connection to their high school yeah, yeah and, and they graduated
2: with like <laughs> classes of like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. My, my class was around like 1200 and you know, I was just another guy there. And my biggest problem was like for the credits that I needed, I didn't even need to be there the entire time. <laughs> uh, and that was making me mad because my dad literally would go to work at like 4am in the morning and he'd come back to the house around one, two o'clock. And then he'd build on the house like by himself oh that's what you were telling me too they, so that that's
1: kind of a cool deal
2: yeah so my my I, can't, I didn't come from a lot of money you know and somehow he worked his way in getting some land and whatever else and we dragged a trailer house out there on, on an acre of land and my dad literally found ways to build a house and we did everything ourselves um my dad found a friend of his longtime friend of his that he helped dig the entire foundation for the thing and We put all the rebar in the foundation and wired it together and big old crane truck came out. I was always out there helping my dad. And it really made me irritated to be at high school learning basically zero while my dad's out there working, knowing I could be out there helping him. It just made me mad. I was like, this is just a waste of my time because I know most of what I'm learning here is just, I'm not going to use it. And frankly, I haven't because that's a long story. Um, no, honestly, the, my entire I've got time, all the, all, well, in, okay, here's the sh- 30 here's, hours. Here's the, here's actually the short of it. Um, the school right over here, Southside Elementary, <coughs> uh-huh. uh, in my third grade class over here, we did a curriculum in my English course that's called Shirley English. And I learned all the way up to indirect objects and direct objects in, in English mm-hmm. at that school. And even in my high school advanced class, because I was in advanced classes there, which advanced, never, over there, we didn't even touch on those. Like, never got there. You know, and I'm sitting there going, I already know all this stuff from third grade, and we've never, never once got even past that in any of my other classes. I mean, I was just like, "I, I that's the reason why I went to tech. Because when I was at tech, I'm actually using my brain. I'm actually learning something. I'm actually doing something. This is worth my time. And, you know, as soon as I got out of tech, um, I went straight to work. Like I worked four to ten every day of the week. It's just what I did. You know, and you and you either you're either working at home or you're working somewhere else. And that's how I grew up. And anytime my dad, I was at the house, we were working on the house. We moved in about around two thousand ish. We finally moved in. We started building in ninety five. We had to clear our own land. You know. Bonfires and everything else And full wheelers It was fantastic The thing that I miss the most Is the bonfires You know I am married a city girl So you know She's
3: <laughs>
2: she, We ain't gonna move out In the sticks you know And they call and they're like Oh we're gonna have a bonfire And it's literally Like two foot tall <laughs> And I'm like No Just, just that's, some twigs uh. No it really is <laughs> I'm like let's, let's get this straight That's a campfire You can call it a bonfire When it gets taller Than the house that's when it's a bonfire, you know, and because I'm used to fires that are like 70, 80 foot tall, you mm-hmm. know, and I go wow. jump on the trampoline and you can still feel the heat. Was, yeah. awesome. Trampoline's
1: melting. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best time of my life is when I was ever, I mean, because working with my family was, that, that's where my life really was at. You know, my high school and school really wasn't it because I just wasn't popular and people made fun of me. So I was like, I ain't going to bother with y'all people. I'm going to go do my own thing. And that's where driving started from. Because when I wasn't around my family, I'd be driving or working. Mm, And so that's where I really got into driving. My dad was the one that was into cars. Um, But he was nuts. Oh my gosh. The things that he could do, he could fix anything, like legitimately anything. He'd buy some piece of junk for like 200 bucks. Its transmission's all jacked. I mean, it's missing like two gears. But he'll get it home and he can rip out a transmission and fix it and put it right back in and just keep going. I mean, that was my
1: dad. Government built my house. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 1,200?
0: Say what? People graduated with you? Something like that, yeah. What was yours? <clears throat> she went to big school, too. 8,000? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 8,000. Dad, wow. <laughs> 800.
1: Graduation was multi day. Right. Yeah, that's
3: what, oh, yeah, my, that's that's the what worst.
2: my cousins talk about. That's that's the worst is whenever, you know, I mean, for me, you know, I, I've had a cute girl actually walk up going, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I don't know you at all. You know, this person knows me. I have no idea who they are. And I'm like. <laughs>
1: my cousin would say they didn't actually know, like, some of the kids, like they were in school. And mm-hmm. they, they, they never hung out with them at all. Well, I'd probably tell you every single one of my classmates names
0: true yeah oh, i, man, I no. forgot a few but if i see pictures of them then i'll be like yes i remember you and i know you now but what was your graduating class
2: 42 i think 42 yeah. or 43 something 42. like or, i think ours you was, should know everybody you <laughs> didn't have a choice yeah yeah
0: i we,
1: think ours was 45. we knew everybody in our class above and below yeah, see, I, yeah. You know, I
2: didn't have that yeah that <laughs> Now, hey, now I, hey, no. I was like home, room, yeah, I did go to a small school that was uh elementary school, uh, that was out about a couple miles away from where I live because that was you know the country kind of portion yeah. of the whole thing. Tiny place, and I mean, our the class of Matt was like 30 people, so you kind of knew people above you and below and below you, and those those folks were really good. There was only like one one or two real. Jerks, but overall, that's about how it is. <laughs> everybody yeah. was awesome there, you know. And I still remember names in the back of my head. Where it's like, I wonder where these people ended up because they were awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, good down home, good people. That's why yearbooks are good. Older, it's like
1: like we get our yearbook and we just want to see ourselves and our friends and our activities, or whatever. But older, we can actually like go back and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, where are these people? I, these names and everything like that. That's why I found out yearbooks are actually pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I don't want none of that when I was, when I got out of school. I was yeah, like, just, oh. it's, it's a it's a right it's a it's a thing that you have to have when you're there. But later on, it's like if you keep it, you mm-hmm. can look at some of these things.
0: Yeah, we had a reunion <clears throat> during Pawnee Powwow, and there was like twenty four of us that went. Cool, but with the, the whole- plus plus one, it was like forty and all. But man, there was like forty five in our class. I like forty five or forty six and. I totally forgot, like, who actually graduated with us. Like, I remember everybody that was there, but we were all trying to, like, remember, like, well, who's, like, who's missing, you know? And nobody had a yearbook or anything. (laughs) And I was, like, I asked somebody, I said, man, somebody should bring a yearbook. And everybody thought I was joking, so everybody started laughing, so I laughed, too. I was, like, huh, yeah. Yeah funny but you were serious, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i was like seriously
2: you know what would been cool is if where's you the, where's that yearbook at you
3: so brought the yearbook, yearbook? and it,
0: everybody that si- showed up just sign here sign here, yeah. sign here can everybody sign my yearbook now <laughs> <laughs> And i I said like uh that'd be me i was being stupid i was like <laughs> dude, i was making a joke i was like let's make a playlist like a crunk playlist because <laughs> back in 2006 like crunk. that's when Lil john and Ying Yang twins and jay Kwan, like get er- low. yeah i was like let's make a crunk playlist and somebody actually did i don't know who did but they were playing music whenever we walked in and then everybody was just talking nobody was like <laughs> listening to the music at all everybody was just like talking to each other and then i noticed the music was turned off completely <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, well i think everybody just wants to talk now because nobody's seen each other in so long
2: yeah but yeah but you pick it the right back there's up. still
0: like a connection like no, Arthur was, was always, saying earlier, was the connection. Yeah,
2: my, my biggest, my biggest connection. That whatever happened, it's like it didn't have anything to do with school. Was my current friends? Like my current friends. Like I didn't have like a really giant group of friends at all. Like before, uh, I was like 25, 24. I, I had some really good friends that kind of stuck around, but the friends that I have now are just they're rock solid. Yeah, like, i have just man i mean these people like align with me and, and my family that's like straight as an arrow and they're awesome folks and i love them so much because you know i'm the technical guy like out of all of my friends and so they're all looking at me going hey, well, how you fix this how do you fix that you know <laughs> or, how you do social media and i'm like cool i can help you with all that you know and then on the flip side, like, I got a buddy of mine that can do any sort of woodworking or home maintenance and stuff like that, which I can do some of that stuff, but I don't even like doing it now. It's just like, I don't want to dry, drywall. Like, no, <laughs> I do not mess with this. But no, they're just solid, 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 you know, and I wish I had that back in high school because that had have been nice, but didn't happen. Yeah. So.
0: Too many clicks.
2: Click. I, I, I was in all, I mean, I would jump from. <laughs> I never stuck with any particular one, you know, but I was never that one guy that everybody was looking at, but
0: yeah, there you go. I don't know how Pawnee was. It was just kind of like...
2: It was small, so everybody had to be friends. Well, t-
0: well I mean, you had your, your your jerks, and you had, like, the cool people, but it was, like, tiny, like, like, you look at, like, we just watched Mean Girls. We tried to watch it, and then the app kept messing up, but it was, like, a giant school with, like, all these cliques, mm-hmm. and then... I'm older now, so I was like, hey, we kind of had that. Like, they were like um, jocks, cool people, burnouts, I guess. But <laughs> we don't really like understand, like, okay. what.
2: He said burnouts, and I'm thinking, like, spinning the tires and stuff. I'm like, no, that, that's no, me. No. You know, like-
0: the only car dude I knew was, was it Chris Willard. Yeah. And Kobe Felix. He was the on, they were like the only car people that were like at school. Really? But I wasn't like into cars really. But they was... they
1: weren't really car people. There wasn't really car people. There was people that had cars and they 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 had their own, like trucks and all that type of oh, stuff. Oh well, yeah.
2: yeah. You would talk about cars. I can talk about cars for a while.
1: But then not they like they
0: like like
2: exotic cars, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like stuff like seemed impossible to get. Yeah, yep. nah. They knew about like stuff like that. He, he has one now though. Who? Which one? Colby. He has. He, a has, a, he has a vet. Vet, a Corvette.
2: A, a, vet is, a vet is not an exotic. He didn't bring it to the. I don't believe
0: that. He don't. He didn't bring it to the.
3: He, he, he well, well, he drives he, it around now. Kobe, but if you're listening. You don't
2: have that. What, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know what year the vet is. I don't know. I just know that he has <laughs> it. Okay, is it a C5 or a C6? I have no idea. Okay, it, I don't. On?
1: I don't know anything about cars. Uh, hang
2: on. I got to I, I Man,
1: we already went over this.
2: Remember when you got to change my brakes? I got my car outside. We, I mean, we do have to work <laughs> on your brakes. Have you not done anything with your brakes yet? Nope. Oh man. Yeah, she had a long time ago. Damon I'm sorry. We're he didn't gonna contact to work, me. we're gonna have to work no on brakes. hubs next. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let's see here.
1: Want- it's gone past the pad part, or we're, we're, we're working on the hub now.
2: Oh man. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I know that much because
1: I had to replace those one time. The pads. I are- did. I didn't replace them. I had a mechanic, you know, at Firestone. Is it one whatever. of those? Okay, are you? Like, it's like the blue, it's like the top left one right there. Top left one? First yeah. one.
2: Okay, so that's a C6 Corvette. Those, What's that? Those, <clears throat> C6 Corvette. Those are all right. I don't think they're exotic. Sorry. Well, you, we,
1: we're coming from Pawnee too. All right, come on now. Oh, yeah, Damon class Cor- of '42. Hey, hey, Corvette. So, did you know that there's a is it is it a Ferrari? I think there's a Ferrari driving around Stillwater now. That's how. That's how. But which one? The, Do you know coming, what kind of deal? Uh, new one? I haven't looked at it, but it just has the Ferrari badge on it. 488. I used to 4-6. know, him, but I just seen it. But it's driving around Stillwater now, and I don't know if it's like one of the players or professor or something like that. I'm like, why would you get that for well, that? It might be
0: a player because they get that new deal now where yeah. they can get paid in college now. No way, yeah. really? Yeah, so. I, I forget been- the name of it, but. It, uh, a star player from college like can get endorsements, didn't they get paid, and that's why they're making a the new NCAA game, so they can get paid now. Nice. The only reason they stopped making that game yep. was because they weren't making money off of yeah, it. People like people, they finally smartened up and said, "Hey, like you're using our image and you're making money off this game. No, why they, aren't we getting paid yeah, for
2: it? They need to get paid
0: for that. Kind and of so stuff. now, yeah, I I'd imagine it's let's see." I know the linebacker at OSU is like hot stuff right now. Like he was like defensive player of the year, I think. Either him or maybe Spencer Sanders might have that. I just want to test drive. I'm it. not calling him out. I just want to test drive. Yeah, but it. if it's you,
2: let me know. <laughs> so, it is the Ferrari <laughs> podcast dot com? Uh, Ferrari <laughs> Is is the is a Ferrari front engine or is it mid engine?
1: I, I I didn't I didn't uh, come on. I didn't, I didn't you can't
2: tell me you, you know what you saw in is Ferrari it red or yellow it's black oh okay. it's black oh, Yeah, okay that there's that's, that's was like what in the world that doesn't I help try me try to figure out which car it is no, i've
1: seen a lamborghini drive through but i think they were just driving through and i think it was okay, one stop, of the like, naming, alumni uh,
2: alumni stop naming cars you're you're, you're bugging because uh, you, uh, is it a Gallardo? is it a mercy a log isn't no mercy uh dude it'd be no. awesome if it was an aventador it was probably a it car, was
1: though. an old older one oh, it's it? pretty cool that's diablo probably...
2: what yeah that's actually more money than the Golar. Yeah. I
1: think it was just driving through because when I seen it, it was driving out. It but was you, driving out on 51 out. That, that big mm-hmm.
2: wing on the back? No. I must be thinking of the other one because there's the Diablo and then the Kuntosh. That's what it is. Kuntosh. Was it the Countach? Kuntosh well, has a big wing. Okay. No, it was the regular. The Diablo yeah. is the V12 that doesn't yeah. have the uh, wing on the back. I was like...
1: What in the world is that doing in Stillwater, Oklahoma, of all places, but it was headed out and I was like, eh, I might just be alumni or whatever. It was a bit as if a big game.
2: So yeah, that is one well, car you don't, wanna, you don't want you don't want to drive that car <laughs> long distance. Well that's that's what I'm saying. Our roads here in Oklahoma do oh, not. Dude, okay, now hang on, hang on. Our roads in Oklahoma are not nearly as bad as y'all think because when I was driving back after I bought my type R, you, that's an exotic car. Have you <laughs> have, <laughs> it's not. It's not drop. <laughs> Anyway, I, I bought I bought it, in the roughest roads was New Mexico and Texas. Uh, oh, Texas Mexico's horrible. Texas was awful. I hit my first pothole in that car in Texas that destroyed, not destroyed, but bent a wheel in that thing. Ugh. But the moment I entered into Oklahoma, because I'm used to coming from Texas to go to Oklahoma, and you're sitting there in Texas just as smooth as glass on like 75 or whatever, or 35, and then you're like, welcome to Oklahoma. <laughs> you're like, oh, good God, man, what did we just hit, you know? But it was the opposite of that, coming from Amarillo into t- Oklahoma this time. I was I'm, shocked.
1: I'm used to Kansas roads too, so I mean, maybe that's why. Because I don't drive now. LA, is like California. California has some pretty bad roads, but they have pretty wide roads. They're like ten mm. lane highways out yeah. there. It's
2: crazy. Yeah, that's, that's too much for me. They're
1: still jammed up.
2: That's that's what I. You can't
1: could probably do. get in a like when they say traffic jam, it probably actually means something out there, like. Mm. Traffic jam in Pawnee.
2: So, wait, what's a couple <laughs> cars? <laughs> so, allegedly, oh, the Greenbridge. Tree, the tree. Mr. Greenbridge. Okay, I gotta ask, yeah. I gotta, yeah. allegedly, what, what is y'all's top speed that y'all been at with you <coughs> driving? Are we, are we, we're posting this like on the internet? Yeah, I said allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, the, allegedly, one. the
1: speedometer read 147. In what it was on a bike, it was on a uh, A Gixxer, Uh 750, I think. Dang.
2: You were you were the one bag mm-hmm. um. Allegedly one thirty in my friend's car. What was your friend's car?
0: What was it? It was like a it was a used allegedly cop car. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> we drove it from we're coming back from Albuquerque. A
1: police interceptor. And uh he allegedly
0: took it. No, I'm just kidding. No, he got it from a auction. No, I yeah. Think? Those yeah. Are, that's a good way to and do it. Not governed. He was like, Man, this thing is yeah, nice. Like I was like, yeah, right. You know, like you know. And so I was like, let me drive it. We went to Albuquerque to the mall or whatever, and we're coming back. And he's like, man, you want to drive it? I was like, I guess. Like, let me try it out. And fuck, dude, it was like barely hit that gas, and it was like, yeah, like out. real smooth. Picked up, and I hit about one thirty. It didn't feel like it. And I looked, and I was
2: like, oh, I better slow down. Was it a Charger or is it a Crown Vic? No, it
0: was a uh,
2: it was a Crown Vic. Crown Vic? Actually, yeah, it yeah. was good. Yeah. No, I, uh, my, this was way long ago, but it was in a 97 BMW 328 IS and a Mercedes passed me one day and I'm like, there is no way I'm letting you get away from me. And so I gave chase and I passed him and I looked down once and I saw over a buck 50 and I didn't look down again. So those cars top out at 155, but I didn't know if I ever hit that or not, but. It was. It was. After I did that, I said, "I ain't ever gonna do that again." My heart said, "This is too much." No one I, else was really on the road, so
1: I had a three hundred, wow. and I couldn't get it over one hundred eight because it was governed. Oh, really? A three hundred, and I hit that in third gear.
0: Chrysler. Mm-hmm. I oh. remember you had that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: a, those are slick looking cars. Yeah, I, those are. I loved it, but gave it up this past summer because. Uh, really, you had it that long? Yeah. Whoa. Bought it with. Uh, was Mate? it nine miles? You should have kept that thing. Wow! That thing nice. No, it was starting what? to starting to really. Yeah. What were the miles? It was when over you 120, sold 120, 125, something like that. Really? Yeah. Did it need brakes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> More than what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So favorite car y'all y'all owned? Which one? Which one is y'all favorite?
1: That's the only one I've owned ever outright. Really? Nah, they, they I mean, like other it.
2: than these ones, but I
1: don't like. I don't, I, nothing special about them
0: really probably the camry man
2: really camry is faithful
0: yeah it's like i had a corolla but it was real that was like a a to b college car what year what
2: year is the camry that's a
0: 2011 2011 and i bought it with 20,000 miles on it and i'm about to pay it off in may but i mean i've always said like i mean i've always been told like toyota and hondas are like mm -hmm. reliable like you just get their oil change and you keep up with the maintenance, yep. and yep. they'll last for a long time.
2: So here's a fun story for you. Um, my brother bought, like, a 2000 Camry, and yeah. this will tell you how tough these cars really are. So me and my brother and my dad were all mecha- mechanically minded because we all work on cars. Well, the back shocks on this car was just completely shot, so it was just nothing but spring in the back. Well, if you hit the brake at the right time, you could get the back end to start bouncing. Mm-hmm. like legit get the back wheels off the ground. And so my brother got me in the car, starts doing this and I start laughing so hard because it is actually a lot of fun and it's throwing everybody off on the road. Cause people are like, what in the world are you doing? Cause it's legit. I got video proof of it online and you, you can pick the back tires up about that far off the ground. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Now, we had to borrow a friend's car, so we borrowed his car, and it was an Infiniti, 1999, I-30. Its back shocks were blown out. We did the exact same thing. Now, mind you, my brother did that with that car every day, every time he drove it. We did it twice to this car and took the back shock, and it just Buckle. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's pushed the spring into the inner rim of the wheel. Mm -hmm. And there's a wheel weight that's on the inside of that wheel. So every time that wheel does one revolution, it'll whack that spring. Every time it goes by, I see this is just bam, 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 bam. So we're in broken arrow, like right down over here. And we have to legit get like another mile down over here. So we had to go real slow all the way back after we broke it. <laughs> infinity didn't hold up, the Toyota did.
0: <laughs>
2: it was really a, funny. You got a good car.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Didn't you have an Infinity? Is that what you had? Uh, yeah, I had an infinity and like Man, that thing was so weird because so she went to uh, Washington, D.C., like first summer, and she left her car. And. There was something on the, I uh, there was like a thing on a little button near the, the brake, and if it's off, then the brake lights will stay on. I don't know what that is, and anyways, I, you know, I went inside, and somebody said, hey, your, the brake lights are on, I was like, what? So I went out there, and then the brake lights were on in her car, and I was like, what the hell, so... The nothing was pushing it down or anything,
2: okay. So, you're about you're talking about the brake switch inside the car underneath the pedal,
0: it's like a little yeah, I had to glue a penny on it, yeah, and to hold it down because <laughs> I I guess the whatever it was popped off and I had to YouTube it because I was like, why are the brake lights staying on? And I found this one video, and this guy's like, yeah, this it's a whatever you call it, and, it's a,
2: it's, just a, it's the brake switch underneath the pedal, and then you
0: just he's like, if you lost your cap, then just put a penny on it. And so, I was I i did it and it went off and i was like that was so stupid like why is that there yeah why do uh, no, you know why
2: no typically that's just how they actuate the brake lights it's it's just when that you press the pedal down it's right there so it just makes the contact that's all there is to it really yeah i mean it, it different controls for different things what year was it do you know what, what was that it was a i don't
0: know it, it was a it was a little tank
2: no, I mean you get some of those old cars, and yeah. if you take care of them again, they'll last forever. Like the funny part about that Corolla is my brother bought it for like two hundred bucks for scrap, basically. You mm. are talking about like a little like a, an actual actuated switch yeah. that turns I, a brake? There's it yeah. was exposed. It's underneath the brake pedal. Typically, it's not going to be on the floor. It's gonna be on the back firewall. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it was weird. It well no I've it's never just, seen it. Some no, it just weird. depends on it yeah. depends on the design. You know. It
0: was on the infinity and i don't know if Camrys have that
2: well nowadays chances are we are it, de- it depends on the car because i think some cars are actually drive by wire now
3: mm-hmm. so the, say, yeah. the, ga-
2: the gas pedals now are no longer physically connected to the throttle body anymore mm-hmm. as well as the brakes at times are not actually connected to the brakes yeah. anymore so if it's drive by wire, obviously it's can bus. You just hit the brake, and it's like, oh look, brake lights, and that's what happens. Now, sometimes if they are connected to the brakes, then they still have to have that switch in there somewhere. So it's just components. That's all it is. Hmm. Now you probably could have bought the switch for like five bucks and yeah. then stuck it in there. I was going to say it. Is.
3: <laughs>
2: most no, problems, most no, they were more expensive.
0: <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah, because I because I was telling her and I was and I I looked it up and before that video though it was it was saying it was like more expensive like i had to go to a dealership and find no it. yeah like in new mexico in santa fe and that's just somebody selling you stuff.
1: Because here,
2: here's here's the thing. You're talking well, about that switch. No, no, that no, no. No. Here's the, here's the other problem with it though. Is that it could be it that switch could be integrated with the pedal itself. Yeah. Which means that which means that in order to fix it, they want you to replace the entire. pedal. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, what actually what you could do with that? Now, this is the kicker. Is like because you have the same problem with fuel pumps like yeah. sometimes you'll yep they don't want to sell you the fuel pump No,
1: they want to say the system
2: they, they want, want to sell you the entire and sh- then they want to install sender. it yes
1: and charge you labor and all that type of stuff well and because the, the
2: sender was. the sender all they do is they t- is take out the entire cinder, sending unit and the pump toss it away grab a whole new other sending unit just plug it in drop it and then they're done they don't have to do anything Whereas if they want to pl- replace the pump itself, they take out the sending unit, then they got to take out the pump, and then they got to. There's more stuff involved. But you can buy a fuel pump for thirty bucks, whereas a whole sending unit is like dang near two hundred dollars. And
1: I, I didn't, I didn't know this about the world, right? So that's that's how business is built. Until, so I used to be a slot technician. Mm-hmm. We bought all of our own machines up at and Mohawk Casino, and I know I'm going to get flack for that. But I used to live in New York, and I used to was a tech guy. We used to work on these slot machines and that's how the world is. So they, time. Want, they want to make money. They want not Yeah. They, they want to make money. They want to do stuff for you or whatever. But, um, when we got into the slot machines, those switches and stuff like that, that's what they use on everything. And that's what they, it's, it's crazy. But, um, when something would break, we'd go down, we'd, we'd, we'd do surgery on, on this stuff mm-hmm. and be able to fix it. We'd solder, we'd replace boards and stuff like
2: that. But, um,. It's more cost-effective nowadays just to throw a board at it than just actually spend the time to put the switch on. Because the time to take the switch on, it's going to be way more expensive than just buying a board, stuffing it in there, and throwing it back out there.
1: That's what a lot of these gaming companies are doing for the casinos now. They sell them services. They don't sell them slot machines. They sell them services and package. They they give them a box. And they'll sell all this other stuff on top, and then they'll k- take a cut.
2: Well, it's no, it's hmm. no different than selling an Xbox. Is like, yeah. we, we want you to buy the Xbox, but they don't make money off the Xbox; they make m- money off the services. Yep, that's sure. where the money's made at. That
0: DLC, mm-hmm. yep, yeah,
2: yeah, games, DLC, uh, your subscription model to the access to it, or uh, uh, Game Pass, or things of that nature. That's where everything's going to. I mean, in some instances, is better, in other instances, is not, but. If you have the wherewithal to figure out what part's broken on whatever it is and and can figure out, okay, well, I can solder that onto that board or I can take that part and disassemble it and fix the broken part that's like five bucks and then put the whole thing back together again, then you're fine. But, I mean, think about a dealer for a second. If a dealer can just go in there, charge you 200 bucks for a sending unit, and then charge you two hours to take it out, put it back in and be done... That's way faster than them having to take it out, fiddle with everything else, risk breaking the sending unit, and mm-hmm. they have to pay for it themselves. Yep. I mean, it's less risk on their part. They yep. could just done. Mm-hmm. So that's where we we as
1: business people have to figure out where our where our service fits in that, that yeah, where whole that lines in. at. Yeah, because what what are we willing to provide? What are we willing to go to? And that's why, again, what we was talking about earlier is. That all that technical stuff that we know, we offer a service, we offer a product, and you know it might not be the same as there's other companies out there that do the same thing that I do. Scordel, I can't remember the other ones, but they they provide a live streaming service, but it's not as good as ours because and and we've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, um, where this last this last stream, okay, Mm -hmm. there was a we had problems getting connectivity obviously oh yeah um, yeah but there was a person that was there and they were providing a live stream but they didn't have any audio they obviously they didn't have any commentary and their cameras were doing the same thing that ours was doing trying to trying to buffer trying to trying to get a good clear image whereas you know what i offer is none of that stuff it's not prepackaged or anything like that they got ads and everything like that um we just want to connect Basically, what I said earlier: the the fans, the the relatives, the the people that can't be there in person, be there physically, watching their grandchild, their son, their daughter, and and connect them with the with the activity that's going on. It's yeah,
2: simple and direct. It's yeah. no f- fluff in between. I mean, that's the reason why I only post up one photo, not like fifteen, is because, I mean, if you have that one shot, just post it because it's it's too easy to distract with so much else that's mm-hmm. going on. You know, you're still you're dealing with attention spans. And sometimes attention spans aren't the longest things. And that's the reason why if you keep things simple and place them in front, you're like, this is what you look at. We don't, I don't need to, you know, put all the flashing lights and all these different things all on here. You can, here's the shot that you, that you want to look at and you're done. You know, these people that are trying to overload people with content, you're like, is your content that good? You know, or are you just trying to shovel content out there just to keep the algorithm just keep, just
1: you know, it's just, YouTube. Uh, yeah. YouTube is not. Oh my Anyways, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's where we all met. YouTube. The, YouTube? No, no. <laughs> the metaverse. No, I'm just kidding. No, the Blackberry the games. Meta.
2: No, I meta. mean you're the one that contacted me. I, I think it was. No, it well, I there. heard of
0: you through Leah McCormick. Yeah. I'm dropping names now. She dropped, she talked about you doing a drone, some drone work.
2: Man, the name sounds but, familiar.
0: Oh, but we we're supposed to. Well, me and her work on Oklahoma Talent, and okay. she said she contacted you, and but, <laughs> you but really we know? found somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, our like friend was like, I'll come through. You know, because like we worked with him before, and then so I, he was looking for a drone guy, mm-hmm. and then and then he and I Le- asked her. Le- I was like,
2: Leah, Le- wait. The- Claremore, you've will Rogers? Yeah, we're Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no okay, now, now, yeah. now I know what's up.
0: Yeah, so that's based out of claremore and
2: He had a part 107, didn't he? Do did what? <laughs> excuse me? No, excuse me. <laughs> like did, <laughs> would, you, would you call him? <laughs> did you did your guy have a part 107? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I wasn't
0: there for it like I, I had something else going on but but he was looking for a drone person and I was like
1: Hey, I know this guy. Asked her,
0: I was like Who's the first guy you're talking to? And she goes, "Oh, Damon, he does really good work. And she was like, here's his Facebook. So that's when I contacted you. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, like, I know this is random. Like, I don't know you. Never talked <laughs> to you. But my uh, my bro, Arthur, is looking for somebody to do your own work for football games. And I don't think he messaged me back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, that, and But, like, for a while. And then the finally, like, finally, you messaged me back. And you're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And Let- then you're like, where at? And I think that's when I hooked you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like hit him up because he has all the info and what he needs you uh-huh. needs from you. And dude, I mean that was we could do it all season.
2: I can't even tell you the timing on that was like flawless, man. Because I was like struggling for cash. <laughs> he, he left <laughs> them on red. <laughs> I Had to buy three
1: <laughs> batteries for you. It was like, ugh. so. So Damon was a photography guy. I mean, you have done some video work before, right? I've
2: done, I've done video work for. I've done a lot of video work for my church. Is where really where I cut my that was over there and I mean their whole thing was like I, I would ask them like what kind of shots do you want? And they're like I ah, just do whatever I'm like oh, okay. nice. So I, I would have to like just figure that out which was a little bit of a challenge but it also kind of pushed me to be a better video guy um, I post mainly photos to Facebook just simply because they perform better and it's less work and I can get it up there faster mm-hmm. um, to keep content flowing and it captures the moment of what I'm trying to do better Um, But when video's needed, I can certainly carry that out, especially if I have an idea of what the client's going for, and we can definitely cover that. Um, Shooting your stuff was a lot of fun just because I'm mimicking a blimp, basically. And I love doing that. And it's doing the shoot and doing video is more client-dependent than it is actually the video being dependent. Mm -hmm. Because if, if the client's awesome, then... Just tell me what you want. I'll make whatever happen. I can pilot a drone like nobody's business, and we can make. And sure. he can. <laughs>
1: for for those of you listening, his videos
2: are awesome. Thank you. Um, but the thing is, it's like if I can understand what your vision and what and what you want and what the shot or what you're trying to produce, then I'll make sure you get what you're looking for. And that that was the thing is like when you said blimp, I'm like, I got it. I'm good. You know, and I can just hold position and just go. I can't wait till next year, and then we can. I can do it with the Mavic Three. Oh, no, it's gonna be awesome. Dude, the flight time on that thing. Yeah, it's legit. Like over thirty minutes.
0: what did you think when you showed up? Like, what were your thoughts when you
2: came to the game? Okay, so I know you're headed with this. My my first thought was, okay, cool. I'm gonna hang out with these with the with the football team and whatever else, and get some shots and.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Did I say something that I did? Big,
1: big period, huh?
2: <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there going, "Are, are they?" I, I did not expect them to win. That that was the biggest kicker. It's like I've, mm. I've, you know, I did when I went to high school. Sandiacs lost everything except Aww. for wrestling. No, no, they were not very good at football, but they Aww. could wrestle like you would never believe. Yeah. Um. So I was my expectations were kind of low about the winning side of things, mm. but when I started working with y'all, I was like, "This is awesome!" Like. I loved it. Every second of working with everybody there, I was like, "This is amazing." Because I love the headset you gave me, and we could just chatter back and forth. And, <laughs> listen. and
1: it's a new addition, by the way.
2: I mean, that's the reason why. That's the reason why when they grounded me from flying, I'm like, "Yeah, you want a camera guy?" Because yep. it's because I had fun with hanging out with y'all. So it's it's more about the client and who I'm serving mm. than it is about what I'm doing for them. Uh, because if you are a great client, what do you need? like I, I can do more than drone work you know and, and and i like to be a solution for whatever you're looking for and i've always been that guy with whoever i've worked for in the past just the drone is just one aspect of that and typically people are looking, looking for that and so you know after we kind of got the groove going of what we needed i'm like okay i need to be here at this time get set up get in the air boom 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 i I loved it it was just it was it was the funnest thing ever so every every week i look forward to showing up and and flying and getting the shots now what was even better is when i was actually when you gave me that tv down there Mm -hmm. and i could see when i went live that was the biggest help because there was that one time where I was up there and, and I'm trying to make sure everything that I'm doing is cinematic and ready to go live at any moment in time, which is just nerve-wracking because you hope you don't sneeze at the wrong time. Like, I'm on air and I'm like, what's that over there, you know? And,
1: which happened a couple times. Yeah,
2: which screwed up the shot, you know? and He's like, "He's like,
1: uh, what was that one time? I don't know, but you were trying to figure out where you were and you went straight down. Yep. <laughs> yep. I
2: was like, what, what are you... God... It's like, I got to know what, it, well, it's because I want to make sure I'm not over people, you know, so that's my check. It's like, I'll look straight down. Okay. I'm not over anybody. I'm still legal. Look back out. And that's, that's my check is what it is. So I was always afraid of that exact thing happening on live.
1: Had you ever did any live events before all that?
2: Um, or like live video, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say No. There may have been one other thing I did with my church once, but overall, no. I can't with the drone. Anything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done anything live before, but that's fine. I have fun doing it. It was easy. Yeah. No, it, was, it was
0: fun. Like, I mean, we were working, but it was it was fun. No, because that's... <clears throat> you hit me up and you're like, "Hey, man, you want to commentate? And I, I need somebody talking." I the was radio. like, "I've never like, like I played football and stuff, but I don't like." like i don't know the lingo i don't talk about it i don't really watch it i'd play fantasy that's about it but like i haven't paid attention to football in a long time and i was like i uh, if you're sure man like i'll try it like i'll give it a shot because you know i I have you know i got other stuff going on and you know i'm i'm more able to try new things now before i would have been like no man, I don't want no one to hear me. I don't want no one to hear me. Like I, don't, I hate my voice. Like I don't like talking. Like letting people hear me talk on like air. But now it's like, man, yeah. Like if you're okay with it, yeah, let's let's try it. Like what's there to lose? Like I, if I suck, I suck. You know. But whatever. I'm sure I'll grow because I didn't know anything. I didn't know who was playing. I didn't know like what, oh, yeah. what our record was before. Like I didn't. I didn't know anything about who. Like. You're you're winging it. It's yeah, the, that's
2: the funnest part about the whole thing. And
0: I'll, and there's no stats. Like there's no mm-hmm. like story. Like I don't know the storylines or anything. Like I just I was like sure. Let's let's try it. You know because it's all new to Pawnee. Like they don't they've never had a streaming service. They've never done anything like that before. You know you're the only person that's offered that service. So so, so yeah. It's you know it's something new. So let's let's give it a shot. Yeah yeah yeah. And so. The season went on, and man, I didn't know anybody, but it was cool like to start right there and just see the progression of that team like you legit oh no, see yeah. like, a, a progression and a build and the chemistry and because uh the coach left before that he just like what I heard was he gave like a he just seduces, and he told the team like I'm outie, I'm going to coach at Bartlesville. See, ya. and so like and we beat that was like we right. We didn't play. No, we didn't No, play play no they had a horrible record by the way. And so, <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. but, no, but um,
1: uh, see, see, he's getting that radio yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he's doing it. Yeah, the commentator. Yeah, I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> I didn't mean that. I, I really and wish I had him in my ear
3: when I'm sitting here flying. I'm petty. No, but
0: um, no, but. I heard about that. What was that, like two weeks before the season started? Yeah. Yeah, that was two weeks before the season started. He just bounced, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, who are we going to get? You know, and then we get the old Morrison coach, and you told me that. Like, right when I got there, I was like, who's the coach? Like, I don't even know who's coaching. And he was like, the Morrison coach, like, that used to be a coach for Morrison when they won all the championships and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so you could just tell, like, it was a team that was like, man like we just lost our coach you know it's like it's weird we're we're starting yeah. with this and it's a new person it's a new system and i'm sure they had to learn a lot of new stuff and it was still like kind of the same packages they did like with the uh, wishbone and all that but it was still getting used to that per that new person when you're so used to this other guy right and i mean you just seen it man they all came together towards the end they just started dominating it was impressive and then like the playoffs came i didn't even think we'd make the playoffs but i forget that mm-hmm. the district play is what matters not the overall record because what were we like five and five or four and i think
1: five. we were five and five going into the playoffs
0: and then district we're four and two yeah so that oh. was that was really good and i think we got third
2: in district play it was i mean that was the thing is like when i was when we got into the playoffs, I'm like, oh, this is actually interesting. And they start to really doing good. And I'm yeah. like, this is fun. Like, I, I mean, I was having fun before, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out with you guys. And then the games got good. And I'm like, oh, this is getting even better, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in it. I was like, come on, get that ball. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, the first playoff game was like, because everybody was like, oh, commerce this, commerce that. You know, Pawnee's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And then so... I'm like, I don't know, you know, like, I didn't make that last game to Caney Valley because I had a um, premiere to go to, but I checked the score after I was done with that, and man, they killed Caney Valley, and I was like, dang, like, had we make the playoffs, because I didn't know we were going to make it, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think I texted you, yeah. like, do you think we'll make it, yeah. and we didn't know, we, you know, we didn't, we really didn't know, yeah, we really didn't know, <laughs> and um, then Monday, was it the next day or Monday? You I think it was us. Sunday. Sunday? Sunday, because
1: the, the schedule started coming out.
0: And then Arthur was like, we made it. And I was like, okay, so Commerce, were they, like, two losses? And Pawnee's, like, five just, and five, Just right? dusted them. <laughs> yeah, them. and went there, and everybody's like, I don't know, man. Like, Commerce is really good, and, you know, they got a really great team, and Pawnee's kind of just starting to build up, and... I was like, dude, because I've seen like the entire season where they've like played like it. It was so it was it was like a like the like some games were like first half they were like a pro team like they they worked together. Then the second half came and it was like a totally different team. Like it, it, that's why they lost the games because they played. They came out and they played like a totally different team and it was like a they didn't know what they were doing. So I was like, wait. So it's like two different teams, like Heckle and or Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, but in the playoffs, I was like, if they can keep that same momentum throughout the entire game, like because they dominated the first half in Commerce. Yeah. Second half game, I was like, if they can keep doing that, then they're gonna win. They were and sure enough, man. They came out and they did the exact same thing, and they just dominated Commerce. What was it, like 50-something to 13?
2: <laughs> yeah. There was it, a few it was, it was it, bad. There was a few in there that was that was pretty brutal. I was like, hey, go guys.
0: And then we played Mounds, and Mounds is one loss. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, Mounds is the same thing. You know, mounds, like, look, mm-hmm. mounds looking good. Yeah, legit, and we,
2: and... we were making people mad everywhere we were going. Yeah,
0: and I was like, no. I was like, if Pawnee does the same thing they keep doing, just playing the whole four quarters like that, yep. they're, they're going to beat Mounds. Yep. Sure enough, man, they beat Mounds, and... Then we played Ringling, and I was a little worried about that. But I was like, all they got to do is just do the same thing they were doing. Yeah. But they just got tired. Yeah, you could tell they mm-hmm. got tired because Ringling had a lot of players. Like they had a lot of yeah. depth, and they kept switching in and out. And we just we were like, we just had like thirty people playing on our team. Ringling had like forty something people on their team or whatever. And all stars. Yeah, and but, but we were beating them but we just got tired yeah yeah was that, was that the last game that was the last game yeah
2: i mean even even in the loss though i mean we only lost by
0: 10 points yeah to the number one yeah. supposedly the number one team
2: yeah that was i mean that was really we cool. gave a run for the money it really did mm-hmm. i mean that was the thing it's like i like a game where it's actually a game not something you just watch where someone gets slaughtered you know mm-hmm. that's, i mean that's i mean cool that's kind of fun to watch every now and again but i mean you really want to see a game and that was that was a game yeah I mean that. I mean that's better than some of the NFL stuff I've watched.
3: Oh yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. I don't yeah. watch.
2: I don't watch a whole lot of football. Just a, I'm just not that much into sports as far as that's concerned. But you know I watch the Super Bowl just once a year. Just yeah. Just for the fun of it, right? Mm-hmm. For, the it, nah. <laughs> <laughs> for the halftime show.
3: Yeah.
1: For the halftime show. That's why I watch it.
2: But you know, and the problem is, is, you like you watch it. It's like the two best bowl game players, and you're sitting there going, "That really wasn't that good." You mm-hmm. know, so it's like I'd rather go watch Pawnee <laughs> play. <laughs>
1: Probably how it's going to end up this year because NFC is just crazy good, and the AFCs—they're not not a whole lot of good teams like the NFC. Mm -hmm. NFC probably end up being a blowout again.
0: I think it'll be Patriots and Tampa Bay.
1: I haven't even been watching. I don't know. However, Packers Packers are coming up. Well,
0: the Packers are—they just killed. uh, who, who killed oh dallas killed the saints i'm sorry but dallas just got to killing the saints 50 something to like what 13 something like that Paw- I, Pawnee I commerce
1: score.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that's that's why so what you guys are talking about right there and 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 photography is good and everything and but that's why they say a picture says a thousand words mm-hmm. video tells a story you yeah can, that's that and that's as long as you're who, a good editor, it tells who, a good story. Yeah. Who who better than native indigenous people to tell that story? And that's why I I I venture out into that because we're the best storytellers in the whole wide world. We we have so many, so much to to give back and we we've barely scraped the surface of it. And that's why I think that, you know, res dogs and all those those things that are coming out now, killers of the flower moon mm-hmm. killers of the flower moon yeah all that storytelling it, it, it's going to reach a whole new level because it's just now getting exposed it's just now getting out there for the world to see and so, so i just like, do my little part by showing showcasing our hometown
2: so are you gonna go to hollywood and make us like a full-on story Yeah, you ever thought about, about making a
0: film about Pawnee? well not Pawnee, but like just a film like
1: in I have general a, i have a few ideas i want to i want to I want to do I want to do meaningful stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm 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 trying to connect kids Mm -hmm. and their their parents and grandparents and all that right now. But, um, you know, my brother, um, he he completed the 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 what is it called the PC phrase back in the day was called that he completed suicide, Mm -hmm. and so um, you know, tell tell different tell something about that. Make a story about you know stuff that. Basically, whenever somebody does that, a lot of people don't know, even their closest relatives, their closest family members do not even know what's going on. So just to give a little bit of exposure there. And then um, what my dad and mom were so passionate about was just, uh, you know, alcohol abuse, you know, um, trying to prevent those things because that tears any, any ethnic um, ethnicity. It tells tears their families apart. Um, And we have a real big problem here in Oklahoma with meth, you know. Mm -hmm trying to get the word about uh, out about that kind of stuff and how to prevent that how to how to cope with that even i mean um i think that be um, being a part of the church and all that type of stuff we get th- we get stigmatized we get we get looked at as not doing enough we we shun people sometimes that have those needs that have that um that that want to be able to do better but we close them out and maybe the church can can help do something there and, and do video, do, you know, something there in that arena to be able to help instead of contributing in, in a kind of way. Because, you know, we see it, you mm-hmm. know, we, we get looked at. Well, you know, you're not going to help me. You know, we need to be out more outreaching and everything. And again, who, who better than natives who have gone through so much to be able to give back and, and help our nation, ultimately help our nation. Mm -hmm. progress and move forward
2: right
0: yeah my uh you shook up with my friend uh daniel daniel warrior he wants to make like meaningful stuff too like he's always like trying to figure out a story to tell you know whether it be depression or getting through alcoholism because he was he was talking about how you know alcohol was um
3: what's
0: it called um leading his life i guess mm-hmm. in a way so he beat that and you know he wants to tell these stories of like you can't get over it you know like you just have to like give in to why you're doing it you know like there's always a reason why you're drinking so much to cope with something that you don't want to talk about mm-hmm. and so you know that's a big thing now you know because you know, like depression's a a real like thing like it's uh it's a disease you know it's like i've been through it and the only way it got worse was not saying anything was Mm -hmm. just not reaching out to people that i felt like i could talk to because you know growing up it's like well don't act like that you know like it was just simple like don't act like that don't you know don't feel that way Mm -hmm. when it you know words are it's so easy to say that like you don't need to feel like that you know toughen up you know, stuff like that. Yep. This toxic masculinity stuff. When you could easily just reach out and say, you know, what's the problem? You yeah. know, vent, talk. Like, what is it? Like, let me know. Like, let it out. You know, rather than just freaking keep it in, like, for so long, and it just kind of leads you in the alcohol, meth, or whatever. You know, because there's always a there's always something that you're trying to cope with with a uh, addiction, I guess. And so. That's what he wants to like kinda of bring the film to. So
1: Yeah. That would that would be awesome because I think that there's not enough of that. Again, we talk about in game and Matrix, you know, all these all these big hit Hollywood films and everything. They're good, but they're just money money grabs. Money yeah. money vacuums. I mm-hmm. mean, they're not anything that's gonna be able to uh you know, you you show your I guess there's a hero story in there, but I mean, you you read the little engine that could and stuff like that, but um, uh, on a, on a cultural level, even for Oklahomans, I mean, the, the I, I guess your audience, right? Just Oklahoma stuff is we, we have things that we want to overcome here too, to make our society better and destigmatize and be able to address because they're they're real problems Mm -hmm. they are real problems in the in in neighborhoods communities
2: i mean that's a struggle to get past because it's it's you know toxic masculinity about just toughen up and get over it and whatever else along those lines is it's a disconnect because of the fact that you have to start talking about it you have to address it you have to look at it and And so many times people respond in such a nature as that because they don't have an answer. They don't, they've not looked at the problem long enough to, or contemplated the problem long enough to figure out, okay, so why does this connect here and why do I Mm -hmm. act this way and things of that nature? Uh, That's something that's always been for myself that I've really looked deep into because I've always wanted to know, you know, how to take you know, application and, you know, how to read scripture in the Bible and apply it to life, you know, because there's always that separation between, um, okay, so this is what it says and how do you take that and apply it into life? In other words, if you're facing a problem or you're facing a challenge or, you know, something with drinking or drugs or whatever have you, There's ways in which your brain operates that you've, you can unlock why you're triggered at certain points or doing certain Mm -hmm. things. There's a reason why there's a root cause. And so many times people have a hard time getting to that root. And that's a hard thing to dig for Mm -hmm. because you have to go through so many different barriers. And a lot of times so many mistakes that either you've made or someone's made to you. And that's just a struggle, um, that, that takes a lot of work and a lot of self-reflection and everything else. And that's a difficult conversation to start, especially mm-hmm. for somebody. It takes a lot for a person to turn and go, I want to face this. I mean, yep. just, just that in and of itself is success. I mean, if, if someone wants to say, I want to turn and face this, they need to realize that that itself is success. Just start right there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all they need. I mean... That's, that's that's a long thing, and making those connections is a very challenging thing to do. But when those connections are made, and you start feeding yourself with the correct thoughts and the way things should be lining up, then that's when freedom comes. It's it's that's kind of the reason why I like watching the Matrix because it's kind of a mind messes with you. Did
1: <laughs> he just with, did he just mess it up for he me? He Just brought it
2: back. Yeah, I did, I did bring him back. <laughs> But, you know, it's perspective. I mean, I tell people all the time that perspective is everything. Perspective. Perspective is like one of the most important things in the planet. And, you know, to throw an example out there, let's just say somebody does something rude or mean to you. I want, and and for a person that gets wronged, they have to, they feel wrong. Like I -hmm. I shouldn't feel wrong. This should be wrong. This is not right. Yep. I'm mad at this person. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I want people to flip that for a second. This person did do something wrong to you, but I want you to think about this person did do this. They have to live with themselves knowingly or unknowingly about, What they did now, maybe they walk away, not feeling guilty or remorse for whatever they did to you, but you have to understand that that person, regardless of what they believe or how they feel about a certain circumstance that never leaves, like that's how they treat everybody. And if they treat most people that way, imagine what their existence is like in their in their existence, because that's what they formed around themselves where they have to respond to people in that way, thereby making it just a feedback loop of other people feeding back into them that same way. So when somebody wrongs you, it's a hard thing to like get out of your own head about how you feel about how, what they did, but realize that's a person that's lost in that vacuum that they've created for themselves. Somebody has to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. And if you can break that cycle with somebody and break through that barrier that they've put up on themselves, you don't know what could come out of that. Yep. Sometimes it could be nothing, but sometimes it could be a complete transformation of another person. And that's the reason why whenever somebody does something to me, because that's the reason why school go back to school. Mm -hmm. uh, Everybody made fun of me in my middle school classes and a lot of people made fun of me in my high school. And this is the things that I've learned from that is that no matter what people do to you, you need to realize you are who you are. And since I'm a Christian, I believe uh, I am who Christ says I am. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. I am who he says I am, period. And I'm not even who I say I am, right? I am who he says I am. So even though I make mistakes and I fail and I'm not perfect— I am still what he says that I am. I may not be perfect, but in spirit and in truth, I am with him. So when you're dealing with other people and they treat you a certain way, if you have a rock solid foundation of knowing who you are, even as though you are unperfect, you can still respond out of the way he says you are towards that person, not how you may feel. Yep. Because if we all respond to people to how we feel about mm. people, that's only going to be a downward spiral. That's mm-hmm. never going to go That's anywhere the are good. That's the world. That's the world. But as Christians, we should respond to people. Now, we're not perfect, we got plenty of problems ourselves. But if we respond in the way that we should to people with forgiveness and grace, realizing that, you know, one of the last things Christ said on the cross was, Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. One of the things that I tell people is, Forgive me for sometimes I don't know what I do Mm -hmm. because we don't have the full breadth and understanding of what we even do or our own perspective. That's the reason why I come back to perspective is like, if you adjust your perspective based on what you're looking at, then you can gain understanding from multiple positions. And then from those different positions of understandings, then you can make a very wise choice of how to respond to certain circumstances And that is something for me that when something happens in my life or when somebody happens to me or something like that, I have done this so long that I don't first think, you know, I don't want to just fire off. It's like I'll sit back for a second and, and realize what is this person dealing with? And then I can respond to them in a loving, kind way. And typically I can change a person's response to me and their attitude towards me almost instantaneous. And then I'm like, because so many times when somebody's fighting you, they're fighting a problem within, within themselves. So they're not coming at you per se. They're coming out of themselves with frustration towards you because of what they're facing. And if you can get past that wall where you're, where you just see this mean person and you understand why they're being mean again, perspective again, see it from their side. Then you can figure out, okay, well, how can I help you? You know, I understand you might be having a hard time or whatever else. What, what's going on? And then you break down that wall because then they feel safe with you and go forward. Sorry, I can get a lot lost on that one a lot because yeah. that's something that I think about a ton. Uh, it's, would,
1: it's the true meaning of empathy. Yes. That's what, uh, if we really want to see what somebody else is going through we really physically spiritually and mentally have to put ourselves in their shoes and see and we only get a glimpse because like you said it's only a situation that we may encounter at any given time but they've had a whole lifetime of experiences in that in that particular situation and it's it's leading up all to that point that they're interacting with you and Mm -hmm. we don't know no We, we don't we don't have any clue and that's why we we can't go at them with a, a preconceived notion of, You know hey they're doing this Because of this No, we have to go in there with an open mind That's what it really means to renew our mind uh, Romans chapter 12 My favorite verse in the whole Entire book is um, We have to renew our mind So that we know what we are Trying to seek and that's what Lord has laid out for us So
0: we'll see like <clears throat> See like my mom's like uh, She's an alcoholic I don't know if she still drinks and I haven't talked to her in a while, but growing up with her, it was like always, uh, she would always be gone. Or once I kind of got older, she would just stay in the house and drink by herself. And so I didn't understand like why, but I never questioned it or anything. And so growing up though, it was like, like I asked her like, you know, why do you keep doing this? Like, why are you like, coming home after work and just drinking, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't mean to put it on the air or anything, but it's something that I've always thought about to, you know, never talking to me about it. You know, maybe I didn't understand why I was so young, but, you know, I wish now, you know, we could talk about what actually happened to where it was like that. Like why, why cope with that alcoholism, With whatever happened in the past you Mm -hmm. know like can we talk about it you know can we come to terms and just talk about it like i'm not gonna like try to change you you know i don't want to change you for whatever reason you think like i just want to talk like what happened in the past like let it out you know like have you spoke about it have Mm -hmm. you spoke about what happened to anybody or are you is it just completely inside your head like from when it from whatever happened to now you know and that's like 70 years of being in your head Mm -hmm. never talking about it and so but i haven't talked to her man like and i don't know her number i don't know i know where she lives but you know i don't have time to like go over there and try to find her you know i i don't but but i you know if some family members listening like let her know to call me you know, and we could talk like, I just want to talk like an adult, like as an adult, as adults, you know, like I'm not a kid anymore. I've been through my own stuff. I've, I've done drugs. I've drank, I've been addicted to pills. Like I've done all kinds of stuff, man. And I'm here, like I've grown past it and I'm like, I can talk about all the bad it does to you, you know, but you know, so I've done my own share of stupid stuff too. But you know, I, I just like to like sit down and just have a, Genuine adult conversation, you know, no recording or anything, you know, just me and her like, why, like, why are you like, why was it like that? You know, like let it out, Right. you know, like whatever it was, like you could say it like there's no judgment, you know, it wasn't in your control or whatever, you know, I don't know, you know, but that's what like I'm kind of leaning towards now, like, cause she's getting older and I think it would just be like nice to, have that conversation mm-hmm. before anything does happen. Yeah. Either to me or her.
2: Right. And so I mean I'd say definitely do that because, you know, I my father passed away about four years ago, a little bit over four years. Almost five actually now. And I was super close to my dad. Like really close to my dad. And it was interesting watching our relationship as father and son change over the years. And I just had to say, man, when you have a parent that's alive and you have the opportunity to talk to them and be with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're only going to be around for so long and that's the kicker. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I would, I would uh, second that you make motion emotional second. Hey. A <laughs> 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 Because uh, it's, it's not so much regret. I think it's in the remorse stage, but I felt a little bit disappointed in myself because uh, when my grandma you remember Elizabeth Blackow? Mm-hmm. She's my grandma Puggy. Mm-hmm. She she passed away in 2015, and I had just gotten into this new state. I just gotten into this new this new Arthur that I was cared about my culture a little bit more and all that type of stuff. And I wanted to I wanted to find out about my family, and I was just getting in the stages. I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna, you know, who could I talk to? Oh, Grandma Puggy. So I mentioned that to her. I was passing by. I was working at the tribe and. in in, in passing, I say, Hey, I want to, want to figure out, you know, a little bit about that, you know, time passed. And then she, you know, she went, uh, went to be with the Lord and never got that chance. And so I have to figure it out from other people who aren't as close, may not have the complete picture, may not have, you know, all the missing stuff and everything. So, um, I would just encourage you, you know, um, so I wouldn't say you have to deal with any of that, but you'll feel better you'll feel a little bit better and and hopefully it can make you you know stronger in everything that you do because you won't have questions anymore you'll have answers you have solutions mm-hmm. you have you'll have that content whatever you want to be able to well wisdom put.
2: that goes along with it too cuz i mean there's no telling the amount of wisdom that your mom has that you know she could pass on cuz man that's the, that's the whole thing though it's like wisdom
1: but it doesn't have to be just You know, uh, estranged relationship. What you were just talking about, too, is, you know, uh, your partner here, your co-workers, any of that type of stuff, just be able to develop. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day is relationships. Relationships is what's going to be able to help you, whether that's business, whether that's family, whether that's uh, work, even. I mean, it's just that's what it's built on is that relationship. And most of all, that relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be able to continue on and and do the things that we need to do, and know that there is somebody that ultimately created you, and ultimately has a purpose for you. And getting to know that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's where it's all—what it's all about.
2: No, yeah. and you know, people. But I mean, it's at the end of the day, you know, whether it be photography, videography, and you know, like Arthur was saying earlier, is like it's—it's it's people. You know, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's 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 just people. I mean, we can we can have all the money in the world and all this other stuff, but it doesn't amount to a hill of beans if if you know it doesn't if we don't engage with people and and
1: it'd get me a couple of Mavic Cinnies.
2: I mean, there would be that, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Apple ProRes, give <laughs> me the the
1: you broadcast would, cameras that I want. You
2: would need two of them too because <laughs> you would fly Apple ProRes and fill the terabyte drive, and then we have to put the other one in the air. Yeah you know it i got the I can fly. what is that like 30 minutes of video oh, games are what three hours something <laughs> yeah man what the it's like what the dump <laughs> in it that, oh lord that's every flight that's okay that's a wow you're gonna have a a, a mobile nas get um, right gonna go <laughs> with you but no i mean that's the thing though it's like i i have come around so much in that I have realized in my life that money doesn't amount to a hill of beans. I mean, money does make life easier. I mean, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, you know, when you know that you've made the right decisions in the day to affect the people that that are around you, Mm -hmm. the way you know that you want to affect them, that is more worth more than anything that I've ever really had ever encountered. I was a customer service representative inbound phone calls, uh, for a couple of different companies, and you know, just talking to people there because they'd call in all mad and everything else, and you could change their entire day with just treating them with respect, regardless of how they h- treated you. And just to know that you've made that effective change or you open people's minds or things like that, that, that to me makes my life worthwhile.
1: You know what's crazy? You were a security guard, you said, for mm-hmm. a casino or something like that. So. You know that where I got the most recognition was when I, w- I was general manager, of the trading post, and I know that's a fancy title for ba- basically a, a, a really bad job, but um, the most recognition that I got uh-huh. was from the customers when I was up there mm-hmm. cashing them out. Mm-hmm. That, that is, People still talk to it to, to this day. Hey, I remember you and everything. like I was like, yeah, I used to run the place. What? You were up front. I was like, yeah, but I mean, I did what I had to do see that's those relationships that we built just greeting people just you know checking them out or they left with a smile yeah Mm -hmm. it was not about the spreadsheets and stuff i was doing behind the scenes and again today it's not about the the quality or whether the even if the the stream is on time like i used to get people like people be mad like it was hey it's two minutes late do i get the right link and all that type of stuff now it's I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing this. I'm glad you're 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 doing this for our community and stuff like that. That's shoot. That's worth everything. Take take that over (laughs) being (laughs) thirty seconds late.
0: (laughs) Man, it'd be cool if like. I don't know if the tribe would allow it, but if like we could do like a podcast with the
1: tribe, let's do it. But how do we? How would we do that? What do you mean? What do, so so what, what, what do you mean? What kind of format? So have you seen? And how do we? How Osage podcast. How do we put a drone in it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: have yeah, you seen okay. the Osage podcast? It, it depends on how big the table is, but if the table's pretty big, and we're outside. What well, depends do it? on the
0: space they give us too. If if they were if they were to go to it, but Osage just have a podcast, and
1: so here's the thing um I mean, it's a it's a new thing and, and you probably you probably face this as a as a business what what, what entrepreneur as a as an entrepreneur you, you got a new thing you got a new product mm-hmm. <sighs> selling it to them mm-hmm. getting it to the right deal you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm i don't care about if they listen to this or not but they do not know the potential of what technology can allow them to do, right? Because it's a larger stage. um, When I was, when I was doing, when, and, and go, go look, go look at your own videos, Pawnee Nation, anybody that's listening right now, go look at your own videos. When I was doing them, because again, you know, I did a little bit of social media engagement, not as much as Damon probably does, and not as much as they need. Did a little bit of social engagement. Their videos that when I was doing them, are like two times more views, probably 10 times better quality too mm-hmm. than what they're putting out now. And they have PSAs, they have stuff that they're, that's actually meaningful, you know, has a message to it. They were just, you know, talking about the meetings and stuff like that when I was there, when I was part of them, but being able to say what we're going to do, what we're going to be able to provide them, what what they're going to be able to uh, maybe communicate to the membership because right now, their membership, their communication with the membership, their engagement—what you would call their their metric—nothing. I mean, do you know what's going on with your own tribe right now? Do you know that we're we we have a? I didn't know that we had a lawsuit against uh, the EPA. Um, with all this stuff that's going on, it, it's 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 stuff that matters. But
2: I didn't know what was going on. I live right down the street. I'm a part of their their. Yeah, that's, that's, an entire, that's an entire area that's being missed out. It's a missed opportunity for sure because of the power that social media can give you if you get enough followers and whatnot. It's, it's amazing because it's a tool that I've turned around that I personally never thought I'd ever be in the position that I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I find where I'm at, I realize that that's, that's, that's influence, that's actually power. And whenever you can rally some folks behind you and, and keep people informed and keep them, and you can even not only informed but entertained. Um, I mean, between the videos that you would make or like a photo or something like that, but engaging the community to bring everybody together, like you're saying that you want to do, Arthur, is like that's key, man. I mean, that's an opportunity that I think, in some way, if you can get them on board, you would probably be one of the first Indian tribes that would probably engage in that factor and then you could bring people together that way in a way that might not be able it's not easily done because what is what is it uh, do they send the emails out or anything else or is it just who who knows no okay so it's nothing at this point then
1: yeah how many how many nation members do you have Listen to your podcast quite a few i don't even know
0: i know do you know your hmm. metrics i know dallas is number one then Tulsa, Broken Arrow.
2: You say Dallas?
1: That might be skewed because
0: Dallas is like number one. A
1: bunch of our really? internet connections at Pawnee will go show up as a Dallas IP. So that might that might be skewed. That might mm. you might actually have more than That's over 2,000 in Dallas. Really? All nice. my Comanche folks. I'm part Comanche, by the way. That's what Loon T P is, is a dogny.
0: Yeah,
2: I remember. Yeah, Damon. No, Dronography? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Damon. What dronography? All right,
1: but Nova, yeah, yeah. No, I, when I say let's do it, like I said, when you asked how would you get started, dive headfirst in the deep end because um, they've had their opportunities, and I'm saying this as a Pawnee Nation employee, they've had their opportunities to do something. There, you can see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bashing them any way. But you see the content that they're putting out now, it's obvious they need assistance. It's obvious they need um, maybe somebody who's a little bit more developed in that arena. And if you want to do it, let's do it. We'll mm-hmm. just do it. We'll just jump right in and start it. Um, what, I sent you an idea a couple of times about. I'm not calling you out on your own podcast or anything, but <laughs> <Busted>. <laughs> I think. I think. You know, we start with after the business council meetings, doing a little review, a little bit of what it means and stuff like that, and get the word out. And you know, some people don't have the bandwidth for video. Um, podcasts is a, or or your streaming, your audio streaming is the next best thing to be able to for somebody to sit down and listen and just be able to listen. And that's how. Honestly, that's how we told our stories. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Just set the grandkids down. The elders told their stories. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a good format, and that's why it's still around. I mean,
2: it's crazy. That would probably be pretty cool to listen to the stories that y'all have on podcast form, or even Same. live on you. I would like it. I'd like to see it on YouTube. Like, I mean, he's affiliated. He's mm-hmm.
1: he's, he's getting Pawnee, but he's not even part of Pawnee. Yeah. He's already interested. Well, In what f- we're talking
2: about is not even there. Yet. I mean, what well, the thing is, like you have. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. And that's the problem. That's the thing is like, I, I don't know. And I am curious, you know, and, and it's not even just about Pawnee. It's if you can influence change in Pawnee, but the other thing is like, if you can influence change outside Pawnee, like even with people like myself, where you could throw down stories and whatnot, and even educate people outside about these are the stories, man, I'm telling you that the influence could go beyond just Pawnee where the view that people have of Pawnee, it gets educated as this is who we are. This is what we do. Blah, 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 blah.
1: When you hear Pawnee in the mainstream media, you don't think of fierce Indians on the plains. You see parks of recreation (laughs) (laughs) references. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah because that's that's what that's the mainstream media that's what Pawnee Pawnee's what was that Pawnee City or what they call that that that's where In they Illinois, were Illinois, right yeah yeah so like Pawnee Pawnee Illinois or yeah. right? whatever so but Pawnee I mean our logo should pop up you know mm-hmm. all that type of stuff and and we're not there yet but that's what what's his name the reservation dogs guy Sterling Harjo Hard That's that's what he is saying is that we need to take control of our own narrative. Right. It's mm-hmm. not it's not anybody else's story anymore. It's our own, and we have the we have the technology, we have the means, we have the people that can make it happen, and we need to do it. We just need to take that next step and take that dive out there head first in the deep end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Taylor and Zach were talking about doing a podcast, but they didn't know how to do it, and I was like. But they were talking about that a long time ago, but I just thought the idea would be like doable because Seminole Nation has a radio show, mm-hmm. and my friend Jeremy Foltz is the host of it, and Mark Williams records it, and he edits it, and they work together for Seminole Nation. So Seminole Nation like invested in mm-hmm. them to do that, and they bought the I don't know, the rights to the AM station or something, something like that. And so I was like, man, how did you guys do that? Like, what did you have to do? And then he goes, man, we just kind of wrote up something and kind of presented it and they went for it. And yeah. I mean, it was really simple. <laughs> and I was like, eh, I don't know how it'd be that simple for me, but then, and then Osage is, they have their own podcast. It's called the Wajazi podcast. And, Uh, preserve like their culture and stuff through podcast. And so they got their equipment and, and started it up and they did season one and it's really good. Like it's a good listen. And so I was like, man, I was like, man, we could be doing that, man. Like I got this. I was like, we got Taylor and Zach. I was like, Arthur could probably record it. I was like, and then we could just like have the tribe contract us to do it to preserve culture and tell stories. And Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? You know, like, but I mean, it's a, it seems like an obstacle, you know, it seems like an obstacle to try to get something great going. Well, we're running out of time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dang. That's one thing to end. on. good Lord. We're running out of time. Uh, So you guys, thank you for coming on, making time to come over and shout out your socials, how to follow you and keep up. Uh,
1: Man, I was supposed to write this down,
0: wasn't you
2: Lone TP on Facebook. It's
1: at Lone TP Live, I think. Lone TP Live Did on look it up? Facebook and Instagram. And then Lone TP Productions on YouTube. And subscribe, please, because I want to hit that thousand and be able to change that to Lone TP.
2: I'm mainly on Facebook at, at Damon's Drone or just Damon's Droneography. And then you can find me on uh, Instagram as well. I don't post as much there as I probably should, but most of my stuff comes through on Facebook whenever I post it.
0: Alright. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, everybody. Go follow them, keep up with them, subscribe to their YouTube channels, and please follow Okie Podcast on Instagram, one word, Rustamus49. is my personal. Okie Podcast is on Facebook, and it's available everywhere, Spotify, Apple, Audible, wherever. I'd say Google, it'll pop up. Check out the website, www.okipodcast.com. and yeah, so... Part two coming up sometime. I don't know. We'll make the time. So until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.
2: See you.